Hello, everybody. And uh, yeah, if you listened to last week's episode, you uh, will be aware that I have considered doing more int- like specific intros for each episode each week, introducing the film and sort of sort of teasing things that might happen in the episode. Uh, and I also, uh, in this um, episode, discuss um, potential changes that could come to the podcast. So I might cover more TV shows or video essays or that kind of thing. Uh, going forward. Uh, so this week's episode will be covering the ContraPoints video essay, Opulence. Enjoy! Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week I am joined by Brad again after a very long hiatus of between episodes. Oh yes, it has been a while. Thank you for uh, inviting me back, actually. Yeah. Um, so this week is going to be a bit different. Um, I usually do, like, a f- well, not to say that these aren't film, this isn't a film exactly, it's it's a bit different. It was well, a documentary, more or less, right? It, I, that's a, fine. I'd call it a video essay, is probably a video, it's it. a, Yeah. Um, so this is going to be, yeah, I don't know how many people would be interested in this, um, uh, uh, we will be discussing, uh, I think it will be br- a broader discussion, of course, but <clears throat> uh, mainly we'll be talking about the video essay, slap, um, Opulence, uh, by ContraPoints, which was what, uh, you suggested we do, and I thought it might be interesting to try out a different thing, might expand what I cover on here, might do more video essays, might do more maybe TV shows, that kind of thing as well. I might sort of expand out into more video format beyond just films. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think uh, Natalie or, or ContraPoints, um, mm. she has a very dynamic style of video essays. I, I, I basically, I exclusively watch video essays now. I haven't watched a movie in over a year and a half, actually. Jesus, um, that's a long time. <laughs> it, it is. Um, I've been watching video essays basically exclusively and i think in terms of film language um mm-hmm. yeah you know that sort of stuff i think like natalie's videos are insane mm, yeah oh. uh so i'm gonna sort of give my limited history and knowledge of contrapoints um i ha- i've been aware of her for a little while some as people who i uh you know who cover um ContraPoints and when she gets cancelled um, occasionally by the internet, by yeah. Twitter. Big Sag. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Angel stuff. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and I, I've seen some of the videos she did on JK Rowling and her transphobic comments, but I, I haven't seen a lot of her work until this. This is like the first full essay of hers that I've watch through it and I it's pretty it was pretty good actually yeah I, I mean I think um opulence and and mm. envy which is her most recent one is is probably two of her her videos that I think really stand out in terms of like how the hell did she do this sort mm-hmm. of thing like, yeah this is not a this is not like a very this is not a multi-million dollar studio, mm, um, no. 
and it, it does come across as like what you'd expect from like a multi-million dollar production in a way so yeah yeah it's a um very interesting it was yeah it's very well in sort of technical aspects it was very well put together like the editing was very nice cinematography the the set design costume design as well was also very out there and it's very well written as well she was very well spoken and had a lot of um interesting points that she made and i guess a lot a lot of this i'm just gonna say will not be as much of me talking it'll be a lot of brad explaining things and going through it because uh, due to his more um you're a lot more familiar with her work yeah and i mean i'm I'm a lot more familiar with with the topics as well, I would assume. Yeah. Um, given that this is content I watch on the daily, yeah. As opposed to watching movies and stuff. So. Yeah, like, it, it, in terms of you know, it because this is gonna be a very politically sort of themed episode. So, I I keep up to date with a lot of major things. You know, like oh, if there's controversy with the president or the the PM or these major politicians. Or I keep up, you know, there's these new bills that people want to try and pass through, but that either will or won't, and some obviously won't because of the ludicrous nature that, of what they stand for, essentially. And, and sometimes, you know, it's um, it's interesting to sort of look at these political views. And because I, I wouldn't say I have like a specific, like a specific leaning like, I wouldn't say I lean more on the left or the right. I definitely have, like, I'm sort of open to stuff. But I feel like anybody who does say that clearly has, like, a specific side they do land on, though. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Natalie is, is I believe, a socialist. Like, she talks about Marx and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm also a socialist. I'm, I'm, left, I'm left-wing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not, like, democratic because of... I'm, I'm an anarchist. Anarchist, so yeah. Technically, I'm the most democratic. The most, yeah. The most, you know. Um, but um, that's not really what the video is about. It's more no, yeah. the philosophy of, of opulence and how yeah. opulence is used as a tool by the rich and powerful, how mm-hmm. it is, you know. Um, and how it's also a video that focuses a lot on, on queer culture, on, like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, culture of LGBT people, culture of, of people of color as well. Yeah, the uh, great yeah. points. Yeah, so I guess sort of a general uh, sort of explanation of this because I've like literally just finished it like a few minutes, like ten, fifteen minutes ago. So I'm, I'm, my thoughts are still a bit like not everything sort of connected, but it, it's ba- yeah, it's it's split up into several chapters going through all these different topics that are all related to opulence and the sort of idea of it of these of of wealth basically and the use of it by people and stuff like that is yeah, yeah. i think i think that's a fair assessment mm. um and it's it's very consistent with her style she often likes to mm-hmm. do the sort of chapters thing and then have like a, a title screen for each chapter and sort of like yeah uh music in the background which i think the music for for opulence was also very on point mm-hmm. yeah uh 
But I, I wanted to get your opinion on something now. I'm a huge, yep. huge fan of bisexual lighting. Uh, the pink and blue is oh, yeah. such an amazing aesthetic. Mm-hmm, yeah. And the opening shot of of this film yeah. is heavily plays into that. It's all basically mm. bisexual lighting, but like yeah. the, the opening shot really exacerbates it. It's pink versus blue, yeah. and then it's such an opulent image. What did you What did you think about that first image? Um, I thought that. Like, I guess this sort of goes into like a general, a more general point. But I thought, in terms of looking, I thought it was very. It looked. It was. It was very. You know. Pretty and very nice looking, and it and it definitely, it stands out. It's not. You know. It's because it's it's all this color, and so it's sort of, and it's stuff that like the in the color. It's very much. Um, like i don't really know how to describe it's I, I don't know exactly how to describe it but i feel well, it's bisexual lighting probably. yeah it's just like it's just got that vibe it's yeah yeah it's, and... it's just like it's just very it just looks very nice just like the two sort of contrasting colors together and sort of setting everything up i guess to sort of like, is this a, a thing in her other essay, video essays, where that like the opening shot sort of kind of sets the tone for what it is the it's going to be about, or like is this like oh, a yeah. common thing? Definitely, I think. Um, and contrapoints out of all the um, video essayists, mostly on the left, um, mm. the she's the one I think who can nail the visual style consistently mm-hmm. uh, yeah and and her her opening shots for example the one i can think of at the top of my head would be uh envy which is her most recent one i think i said that earlier mm-hmm, yeah. basically it's her sitting at the bottom of some stairs not mm-hmm. like this more like curl stairs and a lot closer up zoomed in oh yeah uh but there's a green glow and obviously mm. envy and green have you know a big association with each other so yeah i i think it's definitely like a good idea to say that she does set the tone with her first shot mm. and, and yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> this happens every time uh yeah i think uh, like sort of yeah, in, in film as well, the the op- a lot of the times the opening shot can really set the tone for the for what the film is going for and what it's going to be about or what you should expect from it. Like if you open with a really dark opening image op- for the opening shot, that's pretty much sets the tone right there. Like okay, this isn't going to be fun, or you know the inverse of like it's going to be something really happy, and then you know it could be this. You know, like it's sort of it's sort of a, a film thing of you know the whole the opening shot is really important to establish everything right up front. Yeah, and I mean, like, Natalie does that perfectly here. Um, mm-hmm. Like, this shot, you've got the the red sofa couch bed yeah. thing, which is a symbol of wealth everywhere, yeah. right? Like, it's like Victorian-era wealth. Uh, yeah. And then she, she's in that sort of gown. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that plaque behind her. And then you've mm-hmm. got the big open like stairwell thing that we see in those like Victorian era mansions, and it's yeah, it really hits the spot with what she's going trying to go for here, which 
obviously she she starts by talking about you know revolutionary France. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of that same era of buildings as well. Yeah. The. Um, yeah, it's a very well put together, and and also through and um, for those who haven't seen it, uh, there's various. You know, for the about the various chapters, there's all these different way characters. I guess you could say she plays like she's sometimes she's herself, and then sometimes she's more of a like, um, I guess like playing like a rich character. Yeah, she, she laughs a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she, she does the thing where she's like, um, she's she's like wealthy or like she's not wealthy. Yeah, you know, she she does as you say. She plays like different characters, I guess. Yeah. And, and, you know, a variety of different costumes and, and makeup, and it's sort of a very large production to sort of illustrate various, the various characters and to sort of differentiate it all, because there's one that's in, like, black and white, which is, like, one, right? One of them's in yeah, black and white. That which one's is... crazy. And then there's one where she's in, like, a bathtub just covered in jewels, and then there's, you know... And there's all these other various different ones. She's in a coffin at one point, you know, it sort of goes throughout all these different things. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really great. I think, um, mm. I don't think there's a single sort of uh, costume that didn't hit the mark. Yeah, because they all sort of fit and they all are saying something or have a purpose for being there. It's not just something for the sake of something, you know? Yeah, and I mean, like, at the start of the video, there's that, um, that costume she has where she's just in a bathtub covered in jewels. Yeah. Uh, and she has some gold on the left side of her face. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then later on, uh, she's in the same bathtub, but mm. she's got silver glitter on the other side of her face. Uh, mm. It's just a weird juxtaposition. Yeah. Well, what did you think about that one? Because I loved that sort of uh, vibe. I, I didn't... There's probably stuff I didn't notice because it seems like this is very dense and there's a lot that you could take from it. So oh, I, yeah. I, I didn't catch that one. There's probably a few other things I didn't catch, so sorry. But it's... um, I, I was more... Because I was more, like, focused on what she was saying instead of, like... L- necessarily paying as paying more attention to the words instead of the look because I, I i i didn't because i i noticed you know so i noticed sort of noticed all the different looks of course but i thought the words were mm. equally the words important yes. but there is it, i guess it's sort of you would need both for like a perfect you know image i yeah. guess yeah i mean that that makes sense i mean like obviously you don't you don't have anything without the words here. Like the, I think yeah. the, the scripting is is perfect. And actually, I made there's actually a quote from this essay that I used in my Year Twelve yearbook quote. Actually, oh, what's the quote? Uh, it's opulence is not abundance, but opulence is the aesthetic of abundance. That is mm-hmm. the quote I used on mm-hmm. my. I think because I, I think it just captures so perfectly opulence. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's. Uh, I guess. Do you want to sort of start sort of delving into the chapters and, and the contents of the the words? 
yeah absolutely yeah so i guess do you want to start because you're a lot more familiar with this and i feel like you know you should go through it because you can probably explain it better than i could yeah of course um so basically like do you want me to start at the start or how do you want me to um i I don't really mind really i i don't think it necessarily matters but i mean yeah yeah, i'm fine for you to start at the beginning and just sort of we work our way through or yeah so basically at the start of the essay um she's playing you know a wealthy person and the revolution's mm-hmm. coming the guillo- the guillotine's coming you know revolutionary yeah. Fra- france vibes yeah and you know she goes into saying hey i'm gonna explain my story mm-hmm. yeah and basically she starts off talking kind of about you know how wealth is a symbol of power mm-hmm. um yeah well sorry not wealth opulence is opulence, something yeah. that that wealthy used to show their power because they feel like they've got to, you know, make mm-hmm. it show in. Yeah. And how opulence is basically the American dream in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. It's it's very much a thing of you sort of, you know, sort of the... And so she sort of goes through... Um, various examples like The Great Gatsby, for example, which is essentially about, well, this man who has, you know, all this wealth and everything, but he doesn't, and he throws these parties, but he doesn't like to. He's just doing it to impress a girl, to show off, Mm. to show that he's made it, and it sort of... That is part of definitely some people's views in America of the yeah, it's very much. Yeah, I mean, like I think the the Great Gatsby example is mm. is really great because it's it's basically saying yeah, so this guy doesn't like this sort of stuff, but you know he's got to prove himself to someone, you know. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, she then goes and says <laughs> when when I wrote my tenth grade English essay. <laughs> yeah. About and I wrote about how money always leads to happiness, and then she got a D minus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you know, there's like, um, there's also a very great like analogy about like, uh, Donald Trump and like, mm, yeah, powerful people. It's like, yeah. um, the quote's actually here. Why does Donald Trump's apartment look like Liberus married a Turkmenistani dictator and moved into a cheesecake factory? Because <laughs> he's trying to send a message. Maybe mm. to the world, maybe to himself, saying, Behold, I'm a winner, a very stable genius with one of the highest IQs. Um, yes. It's a great quote. It's yeah. such a great quote. It's a really great quote. And, like, you know, Donald Trump, to a lot of people, is a symbol of wealth, you know, even though he's he's not that rich, actually, as, as, much, as much as he would like you to believe. One of, one of the... There was someone... They asked, like, how much do you think it would have to get the Trumps on? And the person they were asking replied, probably not as much as you think. Yeah, because um, <laughs> it's, it's been sort of... They're struggling, I reckon, but that's yeah. not important, yeah. But, yeah, but to a lot of people outwardly who aren't massively familiar and, and don't keep a... Don't sort of... I don't, like, research, I guess, is the best way to put it. Probably don't understand probably don't know that oh he's not actually 
as rich as he make as he looks like he is and as he tries to make it out that he is like and because that's sort of because yeah. if he f- sort of it sort of uses ev- sort of the whole being rich or appearing rich people automatically have sort of more of a i guess respect for you or they try and well it, it, well, it depends, depends. Like, I it mean, depends I think... like it's it uh, depends on certain sides of this on the sort of spectrum of politically politically speaking you know some people you know on the right maybe don't mind certain rich people but the rich people that agree with them and and are against taxes or that kind of thing and then there's the other side which is you know the left uh, which who might prefer people who use their great sums of wealth to donate and they think uh, that, you know so i could sort of depend prefer like, that people don't have wealth that would be better but whatever. i mean it 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 probably would be better if people didn't think, have millions of billions I of think, dollars of wealth. Uh, actually in this essay at some point um natalie captures it perfectly based by saying what does it even mean to be rich if there's no one that's poor yeah i think that was a quote here that explains the problem with wealth perfectly is that well mm-hmm. if there's going to be rich people there has to be poor people yeah like the because if everyone's rich quote unquote then nobody's rich because yeah. it, it doesn't work like that you know it's and like... then society collapses because there's no one to do anything so. exactly yeah because if if we all you know had the money say if we all have the same amount of money as like elon musk for example then nothing would be done because we don't need to do anything because we've got exactly. billions of dollars that we can live off for the rest of our lives and well you know... except we, we wouldn't be our money would be worth nothing exactly that. yeah yes but... that's why you're socialist right because <laughs> then we, yeah, everything yeah. has to we have to everything has to be shared oh. mm, not well, necessarily it's more no. just like the mutual aid is my thing mutual aid not necessarily oh. share everything it's oh, hard to explain right. in like 10 minutes you know yeah but um yeah so basically yeah sorry you go yeah no so yeah so so wealth is it's very much the yeah a a, a, a look of grandeur or or you know being more being better than you know and trying to look yeah better than you are than I don't really know what the point of, I'm like sort of yeah it, it, but, it, yeah it, opulence is proving your, yourself your success to everyone around you basically yes and, and and it's interesting that people sort of want to live like that when you probably don't when like I don't know like it's interesting to sort of have that try and create that appearance when I'll, you a lot of the people either don't care or you shouldn't care about those like either they don't care about you or you shouldn't care about those people's thoughts because they're just because a lot of the, them are people you probably don't like and so I, I, I it's interesting to try and or, or people you don't even really know that well so it's interesting when people try to create a look of grandeur and try to seem better than they are towards people that really shouldn't matter to them if, if that makes sense yeah i mean like i guess the thing is then like it depends like mm-hmm. how how their wealth was made like yeah how they treat others for example yeah um and i guess that kind of plays in perfectly to the second half of that chapter where uh, she starts talking about hip hop, you know, like Cardi yeah. B and M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M M
yeah, that one. Um, I can't, I can't pronounce it again. Yeah. Um. And and basically, it's like, well, hip hop is the the biggest, you know, sort of example of people talking about the American dream. It's people mm-hmm. who who went from nothing to having everything. Yeah. Um, and and that yeah, and, and that's a real staple of of, of various things. There's even you know there's movies that sort of look at and sort of analyze you know like immigrants for example uh trying to achieve the quote-unquote american dream and and the sort of i guess difficulties that come from that considering it's it's really not that easy to achieve that that dream well i mean if you if you look at the um you look at the wealth disparities in in america like mm. the american dream is it doesn't exist like yeah i think it's like 50 percent, 55 percent or something of, of americans live uh paycheck to paycheck yeah and like that's, that's the american dream wh- so like what does american paycheck to paycheck really. mean so did... oh, basically if you if you like don't get your next paycheck you're you're not going to be able to pay your rent right that's paycheck to paycheck that's fifty over fifth over half the population sure. or, or around there. What? Um, I think so. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's not very good. Like fifty-four percent of Americans. Uh, so still more than half. A lot more than it should be. It yeah. it, it should be zero. We we shouldn't. Like, I, I don't know how it is here. It doesn't seem to be as big of a problem in Australia. Uh, I, think I think we... Like, it's probably still have... a problem for people, but it's not like... I would like I mean, to assume it's not 50 over half the country. Can't, I know. don't think it's that high. It's a lot less. Yeah. But Australia has... It does have a better welfare state mm-hmm. than... The United States, although that is slowly eroding, yeah, uh, it is. It is getting worse in Australia with you know rising house prices and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Yeah, how yeah. the um, yeah, op- opulence is. It's it's always interesting to me, and I and I don't really care for people. <laughs> Who who live like that? Who was so of? I mean, in this vid, in this video, in this essay, in fact, she n- names you know various YouTubers who just seem like well, a YouTuber. Who I think it was. Who, I think it was um. Uh, Gigi Gorgeous was it or? Yeah. Yeah. Like and how like. Like sort of how this incredibly privileged woman sort of ha- goes to, like, the, in the essay she, um, Contra, not Natalie, basically is talking about how she went to, like, Walmart and was acting like, oh my god, this is, like, what regular people have to live like? Oh my god, it's so hard. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not, like, I don't, like, it's so just irritating to see people like that you know it's yeah it's i think it's Gigi gorgeous and then uh jeffrey star Jeffrey's was star. the other one yeah, yeah and but she but uh, she sort of mentions that jeffrey star is like sort of the opposite of that as like in terms of like 
he's a ri- he's very rich, but he acts like a hum like a regular person who just so happens to have a very high amount of wealth. Yeah, he yeah, and I think that's the key difference. Um, but also at at the same time, like she said that like if you've got like someone who's you know thinking about how sixty nine thousand dollars could pay off your your medical debt or how you'd be out of cancer treatment or whatever yeah and, you know that stuff's gonna start you know yeah it's getting under your skin and then people yeah. are gonna start building guillotines again what she said yeah and and that's the thing like with influencers and, and you know people on youtube and tiktok and, and all these other various you know platforms you know they can try like it's and it kind of comes with you know certain actors and other sort of celebrities who try and play off this whole like oh i'm just like you guys you know and and at a certain point it's very much like well i can't people kind of get sick of that shtick as it were like um i'm just i presume you know who jennifer lawrence is right yes i do yeah so she i'm not that out of touch with society yeah um i just want to make sure yeah so she uh for a a long time was basically trying to play up this whole shtick i guess is the i don't of being like relatable to like the to like regular people like non-celebrity people and and at first you know people found it to be very charming and funny and and it it was very slowly waned because it got to a point of like well this isn't relatable at all. Like nobody has done this. Like, cause she would just be telling these stories and it's like, Oh yeah, everyone's done this. Right. And it's like, no. And, and so people sort of start slowly started to dislike her Jennifer Lawrence more because they're like, she's trying to act like she isn't rich. And, and I kind of yeah. think like I would, even though I don't really care for it, I would almost prefer it if they acted like they were rich because it's like, we all know you are. Like, I don't know why you don't just own it. You know, it's like, because eventually trying to seem relatable eventually is going to turn people off because they know you're not actually that relatable, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the same time, like, it it still depends on, like, how they act, really, as well. Like, mm-hmm. do you know Hassan Arby? Hassan Piker? It, yes, I'm aware of Hassan. I've, I've checked out... I don't watch his streams. I sort of watch the highlights that he posts. I, I see well, some of the stuff he does. Not everything. Obviously, he he is a, a socialist. Um, yes. Obviously. Oh yeah. I I saw the um the YouTube video you posted. Oh, oh you did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and where can we find that YouTube channel? That video, uh, Brad. Watch production on YouTube. Um, you can find it there. Yeah. So I think then you're probably going to know what I'm going to say on this. A similar uh, thing happened. More or less, yeah. Yeah, a similar thing has happened to Hassan, but it's more cringe and yeah. it's less, you know, sort of less justifiable because mm-hmm. he is wealthy, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, he doesn't try to hide it. In fact, he actually makes it very clear in a transparent way, in a like that he has a lot of money. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Flex yeah. his will. He makes it clear though that he does have will. He doesn't try and hide it or anything. Yeah. Well, at the same time, he is relatable. Like he doesn't. Yeah. Well, because he's just a guy, basically, and he just reacts to yeah, that. That's more or less most of what he does on Twitch, right? He just reacts yeah. to political content. I mean, like he lives in a big house with his family. 
so he he's living with his family. Mm. Uh, he didn't buy the house. He he bought it like you know he bought basically a sort of mm-hmm. he bought it with a mortgage thing. That's yeah. what I was like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know he bought it with a mortgage, and people would be like, "Oh, you're you're not a leftist. You're rich. You can't be rich and be a leftist," which which is wrong because. I mean, yeah, I, I do heavily yeah. disagree with that point. Like, isn't Bernie Sanders relatively rich, even though he is a socialist as well, right? Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a, a horrible take, mm. because, um, especially in the case of, like, Hassan, like, mm-hmm. Hassan has spent his entire life advocating mm. socialist policies, and, like, yeah, it's how he got his wealth from doing that. Yeah. So... You know that's the sort of thing, but you know it's it's envy, which I think Natalie also spoke about, which has been like, well, eventually they're gonna come back to get you. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean it's kind of what happened to her as well when making some comments that people didn't like and and calling her, you know, transphobic and everything, which is absurd. <laughs> that is an absurd thing yeah, to say course, to a trans yeah. person that they are transphobic. Well, I it mean, makes tra- like no sense. Be- can be transphobic. I mean, Blair White is is transphobic. She is mm. trans, but like, it's more like the context around like what she was saying mm. uh, in those instances. Like, yeah, they were like just like legitimate questions. There was no sort of problem. Yeah, it wasn't. There was no no malicious statement. no malicious intent. It didn't even come across as malicious. It was, it it was not transphobic like at all. Mm. And I, I, of course, I am not familiar with this, but I would assume it probably wasn't transphobic because she just doesn't seem like that kind of person on the knowledge I have of her. She's not transphobic. I, I can tell you that much. Um, she actually got cancelled for this video. She got cancelled for this as well. Oh, yeah. But do you know why she got cancelled for this one? Um, it's I, think I, I think I saw this one. Is it because she said the word trap or something? She No. No? no, no, no. Uh, that, okay. that would be fine. That would be completely fine. Yeah. Um, Because in this case, she is a trans woman. Like, that's something that she can, she can say and own and whatever. Yeah. I don't think anyone cares about that. It's, it's like... It's a yeah. five... She got cancelled for a five-second segment. Mm-hmm. Of someone else reading a quote, Buck Angel, who yeah. has a questionable past with non-binary people. And she got heavily cancelled for that one. And that, it actually overshadowed how good this video is. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. It, it, it's so weird... And, like, I don't... I think, like, in certain occasions, I think it's okay to be upset with people for saying bad things or, you know, sort of associate... Like, like if it's an incredibly minimal part of the video and, and she'd said nothing of the sort, it was a completely different person who said this quote it doesn't make any sense to get upset and, like, the quote wasn't even related to that drama it was just the fact that this was the person that she got to do it yeah that it's um 
it's it's very weird it, it's sort of like i don't understand why it's considered like the whole sort of notion i guess guess of getting of cancelling people if if that if like this is i guess the term for it it's sort of weird how it can affect people who shouldn't be affected and then it doesn't really affect people who it should affect like yeah well, a I mean... lot of famous people have been quote unquote cancelled but it in reality happen. they nothing's happened people get upset but they still get work they still have all this stuff but then there are people who shouldn't be cancelled and they do and then they actually do lose out on work and it's it's interesting to me how you know yeah. certain people will claim that oh i've been cancelled and it's like but you still have a platform the fact that yeah. you can say that you've been cancelled means you have it like you would be you would not be on the internet you would not be on twitter you wouldn't be on oh well well, I mean, well natalie you... got cancelled she starts her platform so she got a, she got a lot of hate and she started doing cocaine and stuff and because of it so i mean i'd say that did affect her mm, that um, is true but it, it's always people it's, it's a lot of comedians who usually get like of course like you get cancelled for things but they don't, and there's no real repercussions because they still are doing work. They're still doing shows. They're still, yeah. you know, writing material. They've still got specials on Netflix and such. Like I don't understand what yeah. the problem is. And and ultimately, it's it's often the comedians who are the most hurtful and harmful because mm-hmm. some of the stuff they say, yeah, it's not it's not even that funny. Yeah, it's just insensitive. And then they put like a, a like a they get like an audience who's like. I'm gonna laugh at anything they say. Yeah, like, you know, Dave Chappelle, his recent special was very controversial. I didn't. I liked some of the material, but some of it I was like, I don't really think that's okay. I don't think yeah. you should be allowed to say that. Well, like, the, I'm, the I'm all for free like... speech, but also, like, just because you can say something doesn't mean you should. Well, Free speech isn't you can say whatever you want. Free speech is what well, that is true. Actually, it technically, have any isn't. opinion. It's not just like that is oh, true. Gonna... Yeah. It's why you know a white person can't just yell the n word at a at a group of black people and get away with it. Like that's not technically because that isn't because that's just hateful speech. That's not like it's you know he can believe he can have you know he can not like them for example. But if he says the word, like, he can't, he shouldn't be allowed to get away with it because it's a very, you know, negative word, that means. It's interesting, so, it's sort of the whole freedom of speech. You can have, you can think whatever you want, but you can't say whatever you want. Is is that what what you said, what you meant? Not necessarily. I think, I think people are going to say what they want regardless of whatever you say. Yeah. Yeah, I just think the way that we treat that isn't bad. See, I, I think cancel culture is positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think democratization of free speech. Mm-hmm. I think it's being misused occasionally. Um, I would agree with that. I do think at times it's like this person, like, like I, I guess sort of. So do you? So okay. So an exa- So say someone, a comedian, makes some. They like ten years ago made some bad jokes that haven't aged well. 
but they have apologized for those jokes do you think they should be still lo- they should lose work for that despite I don't think anyone with more than two brain cells would suggest that they should lose work or anything because of that. Yeah. Um, and generally, when that happens, most people just don't care anymore once they once they say like apologize if it's like legitimate and stuff. It's yeah. it's when they if if it's recent, maybe it could take a while to die down. But yeah. generally, if they apologize, you know, when it's legitimate, like there's not going to be a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, the Dave Chappelle stuff, like, I don't agree with everything he said. I I don't think he should have said what he said, because I don't think it's okay, and I I don't even think they're particularly funny either. Like, if they were funny, like, I... Like, that's the thing, too. If I find it funny, I'm less likely to be upset, but I can see how people who might be affected by those jokes don't find it funny. Like, if... There's funny jokes well, about different yeah. groups of people. I mean, he he said that he was Team Turf, didn't he? Like that's. Uh that's yes, he he did say, say that exactly. Like that that's well, you've you've crossed the line so far when you come out and just admit that straight away. Yeah, and and and, and I and I will admit he completely either misinterpreted or base or just lied about the J.K. Rowling thing. Like, oh, yeah, no. I, J.K. Rowling is pretty bad yeah. as a person. Um, if anyone mm. wants to know more about that, you can watch ContraPoint's essay on J.K. Rowling as well, which is another good Yes. <laughs> so it ties it all back in. So, But we yeah. were talking about wealth, and we got we're an talking a, about, we're talking opulence. About, uh, Christelle and Italian booze. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, so, yeah, it's interesting how... I guess to sort of connect the two points of sort of the the appearance of wealth and that it, it often allow I from my perspective it's it allows certain people to be to get away with more things and to face less consequences for actions if if that makes sense Absolutely. like I think in terms of the law rich people and people who and you know people who have you know opulence and wealth and all that they they very much can get away with a lot more with things that like if i commit if i did i would be in prison but because of you know their life they can you know get away with it and and in fact in contrapoint's video she talks about donald trump and how he can say what he wants and do all these things he wants and he can get away with it because he's got money and people still cheer him and people yeah and he's still got supporters and people who you know, follow him and would vote for him in an election, despite him making objectively abhorrent and disgusting comments about various groups of people. But pe- they don't care because he's got money, and so it it sort of is an interesting point of you know, money. Basically, uh, the more money you have, the more you can get away with, essentially. Yeah, of course, and I mean that kind of ties back as well uh, to to what she says about hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and how like you know, hip hop is you know, it's it's literally people who are self made billion millionaires, not billionaires. Yeah, and you know, since they're self made millionaires, they kind of do get that escape as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I and I mean, it just kind of ends up being this sort of thing where you know, I think um, 
there is a, a very small rapper, uh, Bamboo D. Pistola, who is a socialist who is not rich, I believe. Mm. Um, basically, who talks a lot about how, um, you know, a lot of rappers, they basically sell out sort of thing. Um, oh, okay. I mean, that, know, they, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, once they get rich, they're like, yeah, I'm rich. This is, look at what I've done, you know. And mm. sure, I get it. It's a celebration of success. And it's in this sort of way where it's like, it's portrayed as something that's really great, really positive, and you're know, really easy to do. And mm. then you look at the number of people who get to that point, uh, and yeah. you're like, this isn't real. This is not, it's a fantasy. And you know what that ties into? The title of the second chapter, which is fantasy. Mm. Oh, very good. That's a very good transition. Yeah, it, um, yeah, because I think people want to be rich. A, a lot of people like to think about being rich and, and wish that they could have be rich. But I think, like, that's not possible. Like, like so many rich people have either inherited wealth or they've gotten lucky. Like, yeah. it, it's incredibly rare for anything beyond those two things to really happen, I feel. I feel like, you know, even people who claim they're self-made aren't. Like, they have gotten money from people in their life, you know. Various celebrities and politicians and, and all that have, have made claims of, like, oh, yeah, I'm a self-made millionaire. And a quick bit of research debunks that, and they're not. They've been... They, they, were in, they inherited money, so it's kind of like, well, now you're just lying to me, and I, and I don't understand. It's, it's kind of like when Donald Trump's just like, I got a small loan from my father... <laughs> of a oh, million I'm yeah of a, a small loan of a million dollars <laughs> like that yeah, just happens that's, that's more money than i i think i've seen in my lifetime yeah a yeah it's just interesting you know the, the fantasy but i think some people give again to sort of connect sort of things together it's sort of like i think a lot of people some people occasionally give rich people leeway because they want they would see them they kind of can try and see themselves in these people and so they were like oh well if i was in that position i wouldn't want to be you know in jail or whatever so they they give them more leeway or, or a free pro a free pass to be like no you can get away with that and you know it's sort of i guess with the, yeah. the law as well i guess you could say as well it sort of can goes back to that theme as well yeah and i mean like that's true uh, also, I did send you the transcript of the essay as well. Oh, okay, cool. I might as well have that open, just because that'll be um, easier to go through as we yeah. go through this. Um, okay, just give me a second. I'll just get it open. Um, so, the whole... Yeah, so it's it's interesting, the yeah, entire... How people... Like, I guess, sort of... Sort of, what other like in fa the sort of fantasy of being rich do you have like more points you want to make about the essay or yeah I'd, about... I'd love love to get into this next section i think is a really uh, important section fantasy mm -hmm. um yeah basically uh starts off by you know natalie's just like you know she goes to an art museum and she's like okay cool there's some great artists here but can i buy it yeah sort of thing <laughs> And, you know, the desire, the fantasy of everyone, that they'll own everything one day, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And then you realize, you look back and you'd be like, oh, wait, there's been like 50 billion people who have lived on this planet and none of them have ever owned anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's certainly interesting to look at and to sort of think about these people who, like, I think, I think a lot of people will, I don't think I'm going to be massively controversial when I say that, like, it's like rich people just don't understand the sort of hardships of the, a lot of them anyway, don't really understand the hardships of like pe- regular people, you know, people who don't have wealth and it's, I don't you know, think that's controversial. I think that's a fact. Yeah, no, it, it's, 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 I don't, I can't really think of any major, like of a lot of majorly rich people who can understand like, Oh no, this is difficult. Like if you look at billionaires, you know, people like Jeff Bezos and, and Elon Musk and, and all these people, it's like who are what, who own billions of dollars, but they don't, you know, use that money for anything good. Like they don't, you know, do anything to help out workers. They don't, you know, they don't. It's the, it's the fetishization of money and they have to build that little, that, that sort of that graph the line goes up line goes up equals good yeah but really every time that line goes up you hurt like fifty thousand people so Mm -hmm. line going up is good for the rich bad for the poor yeah and and that's why you know a lot of people are are for taxing the rich you know i i presume you are you are definitely part of that group who would oh yeah absolutely tax the rich as long as money exists, you need to redistribute it yeah. more successfully. Well, that that would be that's the kind of problem. It's like, okay, you know, yes, taxing people is good, and and I and I don't have an inherent problem with tax. Like, I guess it sort of depends on how much money you make and whether it's worth it to pay taxes. I guess. Um, well, that's why you would have a progressive tax. You would have like the rich would pay more in taxes than the poor. Yeah. So, for I'm not as familiar with taxes because I don't need to really pay taxes yet. But I assume that ever does everyone pay like the same amount of in taxes or? Uh, I'm pretty. I don't know about in America, but I'm pretty sure in Australia it's a progressive taxing rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like forty percent for the top one percent, which is nowhere near what it should be. I think that's if you go back good, that's to, gonna be yeah like a drop in it. Like it's gonna if be you if you go back to the taxation rates in like America post World War Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just find this. Yeah, it's um very much, you know, taxation. Oh. I I think is okay and and i definitely think people who complain about it it's it, it's always the rich people who complain about having to pay tax i mean everyone complains about taxes but it's the rich people who complain the most about having yeah, to pay I mean, tax if you look at post-world war ii america um mm-hmm. there was a legitimate threat of the communist revolution in post-world war ii america mm-hmm. so to oppose that the the president then i can't remember the name of basically put in Mm-hmm. really really high taxes and mm-hmm. you know the the culture the sort of everything that followed um mm-hmm. world War to america it was economic prosperity yeah it was it was a decent country back then it still had problems that are a lot better than it was today yeah um, and essentially what you end up seeing is now that 
the wealth disparity between the rich and poor in America is growing again, which Natalie talks about in her essay. It's yeah. like, well, wealth disparity is a real problem here, and, you know, it's gonna gonna get to the point of a revolution. Yeah, it's... Uh, sort of... Yeah, to sort of go back to the sort of the video. I, I, I know I'm rambling a lot, and, I, and I'm sort of not making complete sentences, but it's... I've never really done an episode like this, so I, I kind of need to find my bearings that's all good well i mean but like she she kind of goes on after saying that like no one can own everything you know yeah so instead you've got to fake it you got to make that illusion and then she goes into what i think is a very important part of the essay where she talks about uh Mm. basically the etymology behind opulence um yeah what it means you know and the quote that i love is in this book thing yeah. and it's opulence is not abundance opulence is the aesthetic of abundance it's the yes. aesthetic of owning everything yeah and, and you mentioned that yeah before but it's it, it is a very good quote because it isn't yeah inherently just because you have you know opulence a, a look of opulence it doesn't mean you are you know you have all that money it's just you want to look like that so you appear better you know like yeah so i was working um in a deli at minimum wage and i i would use that money and i would buy suits and that was that's opulence but i was not i was not i did not have any of that in abundance i would spend like my entire paycheck on like suits how Um, much did you get paid at that deli uh, it would have been about between 200 and 300 a week probably less than that and you'd spend it all or more or less all of it on Suits. On suits. Yeah, right. and do you know how many suits I managed to get with that? How many? Like four. In, with one paycheck, or like? No, in like, the entire time I worked there, which was like, six months. Wow, that is not a lot. Well, I mean, suits are expensive, you know. Yeah, no, suits are, are expensive, yeah. So, basically, opulence... There's a phrase which is opulence, you own everything, uh, mm-hmm. and it comes from the documentary Paris is Burning, which is about Harlem ballroom culture in the 1980s, mm-hmm. um, and it's basically, O-P-U-L-E-N-C, opulence, you own everything. I don't know why yeah. I said it like that. I was, I don't know why. I just saw it in full caps, so I said it in full caps. So, yeah, yeah. On, on the transcript, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that exact bit right now, yeah. Um. And and basically, this is like you know, when you when we really start getting into like uh, a lot of important stuff about language and linguistics and how like a lot of you know slang comes from you know marginalized communities, specifically mm-hmm. um, queer, um, Latin American, and, and Black folk, mm-hmm. um, is where a lot of that culture, sorry, culture, um, linguistics, like language, comes from. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um... Yeah, and it's it, it's interesting to sort of go with this sort of sort of what you're talking about or something sort of tangentially related. It's sort of you know they I, I guess it's interesting how these certain phrases and and words have sort of been I don't know I get appropriated I guess would be the best word by people who I think appropriate is the word that's used because. Um, people uh, end up using those, using that language without sort of 
understanding the history of, of the language. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and where it comes which, from. Yeah, the... like, people who, like, the yas, yas with, like, an A. <laughs> yes. Is, like, you know, yeah. it's from queer culture, and it's, like, you know, it's getting used by a lot more people, which is great. Yeah. But along the way, it starts to lose its original meaning. Yeah. Well, yeah, a, a lot of people who cancel ContraPoints haven't actually watched her videos, so... Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of... That can occasionally be a problem if someone hears a quote or they read something either out of context or without, like, the full... Yeah, without the full story, which is, I guess, the same thing with being out of context, but... And so they cancel, you know, they cancel this person for no real reason, especially with their la- the lack of... Um... Yeah, context to to you know add to it all, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after after like that goes all that about language and how you know opulence is you know it's the wealth they've acquired or being denied. Yeah. Even they're trying to display that and be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I could do this if I could." Yeah. She then goes in to talk about class. Yeah. Um, which I think is great. You talk that she talks about how how you know marxism marxist analysis mm. of modern life doesn't really it makes sense if you know what you're talking about and you understand yeah. marxist analysis but if you don't know anything about marx mm-hmm, the idea yeah. of bourgeoisie and proletariat just doesn't make any sense like it's it's yeah it has no bearing on you at all basically she says you know there's there's a lot more nuance than bourgeoisie and proletariat it's mm. like, what about a bartender who owns the bar she works in? And what about YouTubers, which side of the revolution are we on? Yeah. Um, and I did talk about it in my recent video, so go and look at that one, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get, that's an interesting point, too, that, yeah, YouTubers are, are, are incredibly, you know, rich people. Hassan as well. Hassan especially. <laughs> yeah, like, um, he's a rich person who is a socialist, and so he can't be rich. And I think that's an interesting... Well, he, he can be rich. I mean, no, yeah. He, well, no, I mean, like, but uh, to some people, he can't be rich because he's a socialist. Yeah, to the cringe fake leftists who think they understand ideology, but actually... I mean, there's it. also the people on the right who just wanted to cancel him, and are like, look, he's not actually a socialist. Oh, yeah, they absolutely jumped that. Ben Shapiro made, like, a video on it. Yeah, which was, like, which months after it happened as well, bro. by the way. It was, it was... I, thought it, I thought it was around the same time it came out. <laughs> I don't know. Ben but I, I, is so out of touch. <laughs> I mean, he, he claims to be a libertarian. <clears throat> I, I just realized that we're, we're, we are like barely through this essay. We've been recording for over an hour, and there's still so much to talk about in this essay. Yeah, we got to move quicker. Yeah. Um, um, I think we're at three. Oh, we're at three. Oh, we just got to three out of seven. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Um, I guess we'll... I mean, yeah, so, yeah, class... Um, I really liked, um, I, I'm just reading through the transcript, how, and uh, Natalie's talking about, is like, people don't understand how difficult it is to be this blonde, and I'm like, well, and, and that's kind of an interesting thing, it's always interesting when rich people are like, oh, you don't know how hard it is to be me, and then they name something that isn't even, like, a bad thing, like, oh, my hair is like this, or I only have this much money, it's like, okay, I don't care, you know? Like, it's that sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, um... 
I think there is a lot of people who are rich and make complaints about dumb things. Well, mean like, meanwhile, like people just want to like you know eat, have enough money to live. <laughs> like... Yeah, and you know surviving isn't living. That's a fact. Uh, living that is, is true. Expressing yeah, expressing yourself and doing what you enjoy. But and, yeah. You know, yeah, people who who yeah, people yeah, surviving. Yeah, and and I think that's interesting. I've never not like until you. I haven't really thought about it until you just mentioned it. How like the term surviving like isn't okay. Like as in a in a in a first world country, people shouldn't have to survive. They should just be able to live. You know, like it's unfortunately good luck with that because every time socialism happens, the U.S. just like you know goes in there and is like we're gonna do a coup which is why venezuela died because the u.s literally sent the cia in to venezuela and you know said we're gonna start a coup yeah and it's i don't understand the like problems with social like because like again i i'm very much i try to be in the center of everything but there are times where I genuinely am like, I don't understand what's wrong with so like these, these red scare. Stuff. It was like the red scare. Yeah, well, because they because they are like, oh well, it's just communism, right? Isn't that what a lot of people sort of are like? People, oh. people were taught in like the nineteen fifties to around two thousand that communism was like um, everyone's poor, and, and then stuff. the government prospers, right? Or something. Yeah, like and that. it's yeah. it's like there's like. Which, and then they use, like, China or, like, um... Russia? Yeah, the Soviet Union's examples. And the Soviet Union Didn't that struggled. collapse? It did collapse. The reason the Soviet Union collapsed was because, well, firstly, they had just, you know, been fucked over in a world war. Let's be oh, honest. Oh, that is they true. That was, yeah, the Cold millions War. Millions yeah. of people. Secondly, they're not really on fertile land. Um, mm. like, like, like what's the called that place uh, that russia's in no no russia's mm. in that place mm. um siberia siberia isn't exactly the best for crops mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not believe it or not it's pretty cold yeah um furthermore, <laughs> who would have thought even, that russia's a cold country if, if you even like zoom in on like berlin like east and west berlin like all of the industry areas if you look at where the industry areas was, they were all taken by the West, and mm-hmm. the Soviet Union got nothing, like in terms of industry in Berlin. Yeah, uh, which is why East Berlin was so different to West Berlin. Yeah, oh, that's and yeah, because one of them had the giant fucking wall around it, and <laughs> to then keep it was the other a, side out. Yeah, well, I mean, the wall was an attempt to try and stop people, you know, who were getting an education in the Soviet Union ditching mm. over to the to the other side which was like oh you can get rich here yeah the only reason you get rich is that's where all the industry is yeah but um and the last thing of course is you know the fact that the soviet union was very authoritarian mm-hmm. um, yeah and if you look throughout history one of the biggest things that leads to problems is when you're authoritarian which mm-hmm. is why government is bad <laughs> It's a fact. It's a fact, you know. It's, it's a fact. It's a fact. Government is bad. Get rid of government. Mutual aid, you know. But anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> basically, your grandparents were taught that in school. 
Mm. But they weren't taught that side. They were just taught communism bad. And then they were also just like, also, this thing called socialism is just as bad as communism. I, I mean, I, 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 I can understand why communism isn't, like, communism isn't, like, the greatest thing. Like, it, it depends on the type. Like, if yeah. you have, like, like uh, Soviets, Soviets weren't even, com- they were socialists. Like, mm-hmm. They weren't communists. Like they had a communist party in China. They weren't socialists. The, yeah. Um. The the Soviet Union. Um. They they're like. It's like if you ask the U.S. what communism is, they'll say communism is when poor. Uh. Even though, like, a communist society is a stateless, moneyless, classless society. That's mm. that's literally the definition that Marx gave in the Communist Manifesto. Mm. And then socialism is I always for the longest time thought it was that like they were kind of the same thing. I I knew that was they weren't exactly the same but I I always sort of figured the basic concept of socialism it and is depends different. on the type really like mm-hmm. uh I know like anarcho socialism and anarcho communism are basically the same thing Mm -hmm. uh it's just really the name and what's preferred yeah um socialism itself is generally you get out of society what you put in but everyone gets like enough whereas communism is more you you get everyone gets equal out of society yeah um and i i just think which is you know each according to its ability from from each according to its ability each according to its need yeah. I believe that if you have um that everyone should have a baseline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also believe that everyone should get out of society what they put in. Yeah. And following on to that, I also only think that it's possible to do that fairly by using mutual aid and having anarcho socialism as yeah. opposed to anarcho communism. It's really just a semantic issue. Yeah. Uh I just say anarchist is better because most anarchists Real anarchists are left wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anarcho capitalists are not that that it's contradictory and they're not anarchists. Yeah. Um yeah, it's interest yeah, the sort of like idea of socialism is like it it's always interesting because yeah, because I guess sort of connected sort of people people who don't it's a lot of right wing people I, I just sort of think people in general who don't have a real good understanding of socialism don't r- sort of assume... Like, of course, it like, I assume socialism... There's di- all the classes... There's, it's sort of like everyone's at, like, the same class level, I would assume, or... I think the, the ideal thing would be class doesn't matter because, you know, your it doesn't, class doesn't yeah. mean anything. yeah. So it doesn't matter if you are, you know, like, you know, like sort of middle class or if you're, you know, below or above that, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And by extension, those classes end up not existing, really. Yeah. Um, Which is better because the fact that you can have someone who's poor and someone who's rich, that's disgusting, honestly. Yeah. And I guess... 300... We have like 300,000 empty houses and 150,000 homeless people. Wait, what? Really? We could ho- We could give homes to the entire we, entire homeless we, population. If we just forcibly retook 
um, empty houses, then yeah, we could house the entire homeless population. And still have more. (laughs) That doesn't... I I don't... I... So, so, so the government's just fucked. Yeah. Um, cool. Elections in a few months. I'll have to vote. I'll be fine. But it, well, it, it, it doesn't matter. Nothing's gonna change. <laughs> like that's not like the homeless. Actually, are... actually, knowing where you live, I have a great candidate for you. All right. Uh, you could tell me that after we've stopped. Um, yeah. Recording. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, now you know. Talking about various things at, at, at sort of this point in the essay and, and yeah talking yeah talking about youtubers and you know which side of the revolution they are on and i think it yeah it's, it sort of depends of course who the youtubers are because some you know advocate for everything to stay as it is for the re- reactionaries yeah the reactionaries yeah and then there's the other side who are the progressive types who want things to change yeah, and I mean, if you even look at the wealth disparity between those two groups, the people who want things to stay have more money than the people who don't. Yeah. Well, because, you know, they're worried about losing their money. Well, not even well, that. They well. get sponsored by, like, rich people. Mm. And then they... Yeah, and if, and if the rich people aren't rich people anymore, then they don't get, you know, the sponsor. Or they started rich. Like, like, Ben Shapiro's father was, like, a famous violinist. That explains why he plays the violin. Okay, I thought it was just something pretentious he thought he should do. Because he, <laughs> he just seems like the type who would be like, oh, this is the instrument to play. Nothing, no, like, right. interesting. He was a prodigy. He was a child prodigy, and then he went and wrote some really dumb shit. Yeah, well, that's what happens. Um, And, yeah, so... And, and, and Culture Points makes a, an interesting point about how the re- this sort of revolution, and if it starts on Twitter, you know... Oh, yeah, she's fucked. Uh, uh, she is fine. And like, then uh, she says something that I found very funny, actually. I thought it was a very fun joke. It said, um, and then I'll have no choice but to do the conservative talk show circuit, you know, like most people whose brains are detached from their bodies. Like, yeah, that, that clogged so well. It was, that was, that, that was neatly done. That's, like, even though, like, I don't have a necess... Inherently, I don't dislike conservatives. Like, I, I don't think... They're all bad people. I'm open to hearing what they have to say. Like, yeah. that that's still a funny joke. Like, that is yeah. that is very funny. Whether you yeah. agree with it or not, it is funny. <laughs> like Absolutely, it, yeah. And and this entire essay is incredibly well written. I assume she writes them herself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, she seems very... It's very articulate. Lots of very, like, big well, words and she, sort of... She went to... Uh, university to study philosophy for a while and then quit. Oh, that makes and sense. Then started making, um, you know, video essays. So well, if you if you if you learn about philosophy, that probably gives you a, a pretty good understanding of the the yeah the English language and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, and yes, yeah, so talking about yeah various classes and 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 books that sort of discuss class throughout history and um. You know, and, 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 and she talks about this one specific one um, called Paul Fossil's Class, A Guide Through the American Status System, yep. which describes the various, you know, classes that exist. And then, you know, some of it's oh, out of... Yeah. yeah. And then some, well, some of it is out of date. There is a familiar, familiarity 
an, an almost eerie style familiarity with some of its observations that it makes. Yeah, well, I think um, she says that the book focuses more on social capital rather than economic capital. Yeah. And how having class is important as well, sort of thing. You know? Yeah, and, and talking about how, you know, if you, like, this a, a sort of theme throughout it is that if you have to work to earn your money, then you're not really a member of the upper class. Yeah. You're more to, you sort of... And so you're still... Even if you do become rich and and you receive you know all this wealth you're not actually middle class because you had to work for it and i feel like you know and 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 this sort of books themes and sort of what it is sort of going through i guess yeah like i mean like i don't know like rich rappers are upper class but like when they were getting started they weren't upper class they are now because they don't really work now yeah exactly like a lot of i think you find with a lot of musicians they don't actually yeah. do as much work. Like, they might sing the song, but they're not really going to do anything beyond that. Like, they will do, like, not as the much as bare they minimum. Used to, at least. Yeah. yeah. They sort of are like, I will do the bare minimum that is required of me to create it's this music. The same, it's the same with, like, billionaires. Like, if you look at, like, Elon Musk, who is a bad person by definition. Answer me. Oh, no. You you uh, dare say a bad word about Daddy Elon? No! Oh, no. Oh, no. Anyone Those... who disagrees with me, go watch Add in Something. You'll see exactly why I'm saying what I'm saying. But basically, um, Adam Something, that is. Go watch, go watch him. You can get your standing out, and he'll he'll get rid of it. He'll knock the standing out of you. But um, basically... He'll make you better. <laughs> um, like, Elon yeah. Musk doesn't do that much, right? Like... Sure, yeah, like he might work a lot, but like he works in luxury. Mm. He like like what does he do? Like Yeah. Gets to just like he's his own boss. He gets he has complete control over his life. Like he can yeah. do whatever he wants whenever he wants. He can name his kids whatever which, the, he wants, which isn't which isn't a good thing cuz he which, can't name Yeah. And he I mean doesn't like, give them proper just, names. It's just like if you look at like the difference is that he has the choice to do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have that choice because they'll start. Yeah. And it's always interesting, I-, I think, when they're like, oh, why are all these poor people like committed crimes and why are they robbing? It's like, I don't know. I wonder maybe they, why. Maybe because money isn't, they don't have it, so they have to find something to get food, but and you're not helping, and that's a problem too, is is that the government in America and, and, and other sort of first world countries don't yeah, actually yeah, help. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you if you look at, like, what the number one cause of crime is, like, the number one, like, cause of crime is poverty. People who are born into poverty are much more likely to, to commit a crime. Yes. Um, and, and then if you look at yeah. what's if you look at what's what causes poverty in America and, like, the reasons, it's, like, um, it's very racially divided if you look at, like, oh, where yeah. those areas are. Like, um, yeah, the past policies by, like, the governments, like, to, like, divide, like, white people and black people, basically, yeah, that's resulted in, in like, an atmosphere where, you know, a lot of these things are on, like, postcode things, which and you end up where your postcode you know, is a more reliable indicator of mm. your wealth than how hard you work. 
Yeah. And, 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 you know, there are people who are like, oh, you know, and people like to bring up, oh, look at the statistically higher number of, you know, people of colour committing crimes. I, I wonder why that is statistically And also, without in any way acknowledging and, and pointing out that, like, oh, maybe we should do something to help. Yeah, and, and also, um, there's some evidence to suggest that um, when you when you increase police presence in areas where there are a lot of, um, you know, where there are a lot of people of color, mm. um, when you, when you increase in police there, there's actually more crimes that get committed. So mm. like police don't even help. Yeah. And like, well, what, what are you going to do? Like, what are you, are you going to call the police after the crimes committed? It's like, what are you going to do when, when you get robbed? Well, you know, I'd prefer not to get robbed in the first place, you know? Yeah. I don't think, calling someone off is really going to help. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's not it's not a great world we live in. Let's be honest. If only yeah, we but... lived in, you know, places like Sweden or, you know, those European countries. They're that... good except they they do exploit the global south, but you know, they're better they're, than America. They're much they're quite a bit better though. Oh, they're so much better. <laughs> they actually seem to want to help people you well certain people people like, in their countries yeah yeah with, and like people who want to come into their countries they want to help as well but they still exploit the global south mm. um, um yeah so we sort of talk more about this um got tangential there yeah so i there's an interesting point that is brought up in this uh, where they're talking about, again, Donald Trump. He, he's a very sort of running topic throughout this, but I think it's I think it's fair because I think he's sort of a big part of wealth and sort of how, like, he... He's essentially... And they, essentially, he's described as a poor person's idea of a rich person, basically. Yeah. And so they have a... And so they don't have a problem... And so, yeah, again, as we mentioned earlier, people don't have a problem with him, you know being you know a bigot or, or whatever they 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 sort of like oh well you know he's just this guy who happens to have lots of money and they find him to be relatable or whatever despite what he's saying is not okay yeah i mean like further down it's like the whole thing with like you know the statues as well that she spoke about later yeah um it's like you know there's so much evidence to suggest that there's paint on these statues yeah because they're not actually white um you know historians got harassed by people who support donald trump and all that yeah uh, the alt-right uh, mm-hmm. because how dare they point out that oh this isn't actually natural this is painted on like, i don't it's such a weird thing to get upset about yeah and like you know like well, objectively it's, it's not really weird if you think about why they're upset about it it's not weird because they're just hateful bigots and they're like yeah well, you know how dare you but i think anyone with a, 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 yeah but with any anyone i feel with a lick of sense in them should realize these people are being ridiculous like you understand why they might do it but you should understand as well that they're being stupid and that they shouldn't be this upset over something so inconsequential. But a lot of people, they don't 
they don't really pick up on that because yeah. they're not they don't understand the nuances of racial discussions they don't even understand the nuances of art discussions um mm-hmm. a lot of people are just like they're statues yeah um which is why did you see the the pictures of the um captain cook statues getting painted red on them no i it was on the 26th of january this year yes um Mm. and i thought it was great because you know i i am unaware of what occurred if you if you don't mind enlightening me basically so australia decided to make their national day of pride on the day when the first fleet arrived and invaded Mm -hmm. the country yeah um um, which is invasion day uh yes that is what we that that is what people have uh decided to call it now yeah which is they're right people don't know they are right it was an invasion it i mean it's it it was like like you know it is colonization it it was the start of a genocide so um i mean yeah yeah more yeah pretty much and basically people painted they came out in like the middle of the night and they basically they painted red onto some statues of like people who you know came to australia very early um Mm. from britain um and you know one of those was captain cook and people were like captain cook wasn't even in the first fleet you fucking idiots and i'm like well it doesn't really matter because this is still a symbol of yeah what it stands for is still white white british colonialism of you know people um you know coming yeah. and stealing an entire continent and claiming yeah. it's there it's, it's and... yeah it's like it 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 doesn't matter if he was there or not it's what he represents that's the problem yeah so and like painting him in red uh is brilliant because it's like you know it symbolizes to me like the blood that was on like his mm. hands and the hands of people like him yeah yeah it's interesting an interesting um point to make of like the i i guess we've sort of skipped ahead to the next section of the of the essay of taste yeah, that was that was intentional because you said that we were falling behind a little yeah bit. um yeah uh i i don't i i found it a, a quote actually a quote i really enjoy i really liked in in this essay was um but remember that it's both possible and even necessary Sari, to simultaneously enjoy media while also being critical of its more problematic or pernicious penisc- oh, aspects. That was from uh, Anita Sh- Sakishan, who I'm sure you've probably heard of. I've heard of, and oh no, I said something good about her, now people will get upset with me for some, well, right. right-wing people will yeah, get upset with on me. The left, we love Anita because she was the first person, really, to stand up to what was a very misogynistic internet at the time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she she was a big Gamergate. Gamergate. Yeah, that's right. I remember. I don't know why people care so much. <laughs> it it doesn't make well, any sense to me. I mean, it it. Well, I mean, to be fair, if Gamergate didn't happen, then like you know, we wouldn't be talking about this essay because mm. you know, contrapoints has said like Natalie said that uh, the reason that she started making YouTube videos in you know, like around twenty sixteen was because. Um, because she didn't like the discourse around Gamergate. Yeah. I meant more people on the other side who get upset that, oh no, someone points out that this 
that some people are bigoted and misogynistic. Oh yeah, no, that's what world. I mean. Like, like yeah, the I'd... reason we're, we're reading this essay is because of people like them. Like, yeah, I think um, but... Natalie Wynn and like H. All those sort of like people, like they started making stuff in 2016, like debunking like um, the people who were like bullying Anita Sarkeesian and like mm. you know um, H. Roman guy has a whole series on uh, debunking people who were anti-feminists. Yeah. And, like, I, I kind of, like, I don't really care. Like, like I, I understand that, you know, misogyny is not a good thing. And I don't see a problem with a, a woman making her opinion known about a certain topic. You know, like, and if anything, it feels like it kind of proves her point, doesn't it? <laughs> like, Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's the funniest thing. And, like, I'm not going to say that, like, they all are misogynistic, because that's obviously not true, but it's, like, I think if you act in a certain way and getting upset at someone, it's, like, well, okay. Like, it's always interesting when people claim they're not racist or whatever, but, like, when you present I'm not racist, but... I can't... I work with black people, so i can't be racist i'm I'm not not homophobic i actually have a gay friend i'm married so i can't be sexist and i've got a daughter too so (laughs) it's so true though yeah and it's like when people try to like say that they're not bigoted they're either actually not bigoted or they're like literally just saying like the dumbest thing they're just like um i'm i'm not transphobic you know, I don't like the way that they're pushing their identities on their children. Their, uh, their agenda, their propaganda. Their, their agenda, propaganda. The trans I'm agenda. I'm not, I'm not transphobic. No. Um, so, yeah, on, on the, um, uh, sort of continuing on with the, uh, yeah, the whole taste sort of, you know, um, discussion, it's, um, at, <laughs> I, I was, I'm just reading through the transcript to see it, to see, um, you know, and, you know, talking about how she does make a, a, a point that it's kind of not, it in, in, like, sort of bringing up problems that straight men don't have to deal with. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, fair, like, I, I think it's, my sort of perspective is, like, I don't really care if people like oh you you, i i don't mind if someone said to me oh you you know if like a person a minority basically makes a point like oh you had you have it off much easier than i do i'll be like yeah i probably do i i don't see the problem gotta gotta recognize the privilege with recognizing privilege like yeah like there is like male privilege is a thing as well like if you look at like the, the amount of like problems that, that women have but like there's a lot of types of privileges and I think like mm. Hassan Abi who I know you know I don't know why I said the full name yeah um may like said it in a very clear way like um basically like a white homeless if you have like a white homeless person a black homeless person mm. that white homeless person is going to be better off mm-hmm. yeah like they are because they have white privilege you know like they're mm. less likely to get beat up by police sort of thing um, but if you have a rich white 
sorry, a rich black person versus a um a rich white person. Sorry, a rich black person versus a poor, like a homeless white person, and that their white privilege doesn't. It means fuck all, bro. Yeah. That their white privilege isn't like it, it's it's it basically doesn't exist in comparison to that mm. uh, rich black person because you know they're homeless. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I I think I was going somewhere with that, but I've just gotten the end of my point. So yeah, yeah, it's um, so sort of yeah, talking about various yeah topics of of privilege and sort of going through these things and 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 getting to a discussion of a um a music video, uh, a Jay Z oh, yes. and Beyonce video of how these. Um, they're in these various places, this, these places full of grandeur and art and, and, uh, and white history and like what, yeah, exclusively white history. Yeah. And then there, you know, and, and, and she points out that, oh, it's not actually a flex though. It, it, it cause it, it means something more than that because of the, you know, the racial disparity between these, you know, the performers and then yeah, the setting. It, it becomes something else because, you know, this sort of like the things that we like learn that we're taught in school are like classy or like, you know, mm-hmm. the accomplishments yeah. of, of like history of like America yeah. or like Europe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just being like, well, these things don't matter because this is cool sort of thing. Like this yeah. is something that's been hidden from us and, you know, doesn't get to be in these museums. Yeah. You know what? We're going to go and put it in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it it's very interesting and sort of talking about how you know, the, they it is historically black people and the art art created by black people have been predominantly excluded excluded from you know major high end you know classy museums and and so you know it's interesting seeing. It it's an interesting um sort of idea, sort of and and concept and and, and image. Uh, and and yeah, so she yeah continues on talking about the statues that which we were talking about before. So I don't really feel like we need to go over that again because we talked about them and and but talking about taste and and what is considered good taste of of things being overly colourful and and using you know freight words like gaudy and garish and tacky and that kind of thing of how anything beyond that anything beyond like sort of standard like white or you know sort of singular colours is you know not appealing you know Mm. and again that sort of can ties back to the what we were talking about before with the james cook with the captain cook thing and sort of other elements of like yeah you know of the 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 racism i guess we were discussing earlier yeah absolutely um and then i guess kind of similar to racism you have like transphobia uh which she starts to get into in chapter five. Yes. Glamour. Glamour, yes. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, glamour. And, and sort of discusses various things about the, you know, glamour and I guess sort of how that can connect to trans people. I guess sort of. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, um, being a non-binary person, I mean, I, I think I can speak on this because by definition, I'm trans, by definition. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a way, like, 
Yeah, you know, you, you do want to style yourself. You want to look good. Mm. Um, and like, perhaps like you, you just feel like, well, you know what? I want to look great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I guess it kind of comes across and then like, you know, some people, they just want to lay low. Like some trans people want to lay low. Some people, you know, don't. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. And I guess it kind of is. Like she goes on and she says that, uh, I think there's a quote, is that, um, you know, glamour, there's a quote, some here. Glamour mm. offers a strange overperformance of gender signifiers. Yeah. Tenuously woven layer of super feminine. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, which is so distracting that it successfully hides the transgender body uh, beneath, which is um, Sprinkles. I can't remember their name. I don't, mm. I'll, yeah, it's in there somewhere. Um, mm. And basically, um, what Natalie is going on about here is like, you know, it's hard to look like you've got it all and look like mm. look perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you end up with that sort of thing. And she talks about how she was like laughed out of um, fucking um, places, restaurants. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, this is a problem. But she's also like, well, I don't want to look like I'm not strong or something. I want to look yeah. like I can handle this. Yeah. So she'll leave and then cry in a car. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Which isn't very good. Let's <laughs> be honest. It's pretty, pretty Wow. Re- re- no, really? I thought that was actually really good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, But, like, you can see how, like, uh, this sort of obsession with glamour is, mm-hmm. and, like, op- and by extension, opulence is harmful as well. Yeah. I mean, like... And especially if you're at a like because she was you know she's been a youtuber for a few years and i very long time. and she mentions i believe you know transitioning and and whilst you know doing youtube and stuff and so you know you rec- and so re- she received hate for that because yeah, I mean, yeah it's like the next paragraph of that she's like Hundreds of strangers dissecting your voice, picking apart your face and body, clocking your clothes and makeup, digging up your past, trying to deduce the nature of your sexual pathology from the shape of your skull. Like, you know, that's kind of painful. And, you know, it depends on your own state of mind at the moment. Like, that kind of stuff is, like, you know, in some instances, the difference between life and death. Yeah. Um... And, uh, yeah... Yeah, it's um, it 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 must be. I I mean, I haven't been through that, so I don't really think I can comment on it. So. No, yeah, but you know, it cannot be easy transitioning. I think it's um, difficult to. Yeah, well, to... I mean, do you know philosophy tube by chance? Um, no, I don't. Well, she she's another big streamer, a streamer, uh, video essayist like ContraPoints. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came out of, as trans a few years ago, and I don't think she posted a single video while she was transitioning. Right. Um, because you know, if you if you do post that sort of stuff, like there's gonna, gonna be there's... people who yeah. come on just to troll and like you know yeah 
and it's like, well, you know, and it, 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 it must be hard for, yeah, people who are transitioning to be in the public spotlight, you know, and it's, uh, it, it, it's not easy to live with, and, and, you know, people are always judged for, 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 you know, incredibly minor, inconsequential things, you know, like, people are judged because, oh, no, they wore, like, the same outfit multiple times a week, or, you know, yeah. they've got, they are in a, they're with someone, they're in a relationship, you know, but it, it must be so much harder to be changed to, like, be going through something so difficult and, yeah. and basically changing your identity. Like, I, I, like, that's I, more or less what transitioning is, basically. It's more like but it's more how you're treated and, like, how, yeah. like, uh, it was obviously she, she went through medical transitioning, so. Yeah, but um, it's, it's changing who you are. In a big way, I I, I would argue, you know, because yeah. changing gender is a big deal, and you know it, it's so much harder for someone to deal with that, and, and you know, for, especially for those who are on the line and a big put and you know a big and you know have large followings, and you know, also have people who dislike them and will use this opportunity to, you know, be a dick. To yeah, people. I mean, but like this sort of like this obsession with opulence, looking like you've got it all sort of thing. It, it kind of, the result is that you have people who like you know. Aren't happy with themselves. Yeah. Um, because of the way other people treat them, because of the way they treat themselves, mm -hmm. and then because of that, you're not just sort of, you know. You and she says it perfectly in the last paragraph. Where she says a lot of trans women are basically fed up. With having to serve the world of fantasy all the time, they want to be seen for who they are without doing any of that shit. They're fed up with glamour. They're fed up with the realness. They're fed up with RuPaul, and a lot of them are fed up with her. Hmm. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's 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 um. It's definitely a difficult process to to go through, and I and I honestly cannot even try and imagine what it must be like because I, I i can't like that's the thing i can't attempt to imagine people going through that you know well yeah it's um yeah um but then i guess like you know we head into number six envy which is the title of her newest video which you should all watch as well because it's amazing mm-hmm well, um, I will, I'll probably, I'll check it out after this, actually, because I... It's about, it's like, uh, it's very long. It's, it's a masterpiece, probably. I would say it's probably her magnum opus, but, um... Ooh, that's very yeah. high praise. Oh, by the way, if you look up opulence and grow videos, it's the first result on Google. And if you look up envy and grow videos, it's the third result on Google. That's pretty good actually for a youtube video that's that's very good actually yeah um and it's it's an hour and 48 minutes that one so it's a decent it, it's it is basically a fit like that is feature length yeah, yeah i mean Jesus. like a lot of a lot of video essayists do make feature length stuff as well yeah i mean yeah um yeah envy um we're getting to the end there's just been there's a lot to talk about some that has been related and some that is not been <laughs> as related um 
but yeah, so the it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, sort I of mean, talking about you know, oh, being envied is sort of like. It um, feels it feels good to imagine being envied, but actually, but being the reality is, is like you no, like I ne like I can't even imagine being happy about someone envying me. Like like I genuinely think like. I've never thought in my life, like, oh, I can't wait for someone to be envious of me, you know? Like, you've never I... been just, like, I can't wait for them to see what, like, this cool thing. I thought you've never been like that before. Um, no, like, well... you never just, like, got, like, like, you know, like, a new level in a video game, and you were just, like, can't wait for them to see what gun I got. Well, when you put it like that, I probably have... I, I, I'd say that's kind of what he's talking about. Um, maybe. I probably have. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. There's probably something... I've definitely probably subconsciously had it. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you think about it, like, it makes sense. Like, being envied, it's something that you're just like, oh, if I had this, I'd be so cool, because then, you know, like this person will, like, respect me or something. I'll be like, damn, I wish I had that. That's mm. what it's like. Well, it's what you, like, think about when you, like, have something that's enviable. But then in reality, it's it's not really great, you know? Right. Um, I, I can definitely get why people might think like that. I just haven't really... I, I, I can't think of a specific scenario where that would have happened, but I definitely can think, like, people have thought like that. Yeah, I mean, like, she goes on, and she's like, you know, where envy goes, the guillotine follows, or at least toxic, sorry, vindicative taxation. She's mm. like, which is why which people know to turn down, turn down the opulence, build a nice high wall around their properties, and make a lot of high-profile mm. charitable donations. Um, mm. Which, you know, can maybe be like, oh, they're a nice person, but yeah. then, like, you look at what they're actually doing, you're like, they're not a nice person. <laughs> Yeah. But nobody knows anything about them, so, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can't really... <laughs> it's a... Yeah. Yeah. Um... Mm. Yeah, it's, um... Yeah, he... Yeah, so, yeah. It, I guess, so, yeah, continuing on with the Envy, um, point, talking about the you know, yeah, exactly, you know, people, yeah, the and people I, I who think know, we, yeah, rich, who know yeah, what they're doing, tone down we, it, yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about the YouTubers earlier, if you want to start. Yeah, that's that's where we're up to with this, yeah, and what they talk about um, Ariana Grande's song, uh, Seven Rings, uh, where, with a YouTuber, Todd in the Shadows, Bullying doing them. a cover of it, and... Ariana Grande is apparently white. Um, that's another good, very good joke. Because she tans so much, it's insane. Like, yeah. it's it's so fake. It's it's yeah. It's um, but like it's yeah. Sort of. Yeah, he yeah, and, and that's a good point because she doesn't understand to be like okay to tone it down. She's basically bragging about. You know, yeah, but I don't, I don't necessarily think it comes across in like a different way. I would imagine mainly because if you like, if you look at like what she, 
like it, what she says later, she's just like, well, hip hop is kind of, you know, hip hop opulence is like, you know, it's it's like this is our thing, you know, like we're working together, you know, you know, we're gonna do this, you know, it's like beat drop epic vibes, you know. Yeah. Whereas when you like look at like people who are actually rich, you know, she says she says exclusionary elitist or snobbish is gonna cost you big, and you yeah, know, exactly. Anyone could say that Ariana Grande comes across as, as exclusionary a... elitist or snobbish, yeah. even if that's literally what the lyrics of her song are about. Yeah, and you know, shoving her wealth in people's faces and being you know. Well, grotesque and bullying, as as it is, as Natalie says in the in the essay. Um, and then, yeah, we we discuss talking about Jeffrey Star and and Gigi Gorga, George. F- <laughs> um, it's um, I think it's Gigi, Gigi Gorgeous. Yeah, Gigi Gorgeous. Um, yes, that is that is what I meant to say. I just had a speech impediment there, um, but yeah. So and yeah, the two different, um, the the two different way that how one of them is basically comes across as like an like a normal person who just so happens to be have a lot of money, and then the other side, who you know, where they say like, oh yeah, I wear Walmart for a week. And then, you know, where she just goes to Walmart, which is, you know, yeah, a, a, you know, a bad thing. The American version of, like, Kmart. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. For, like, for, yeah. W or something. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Do you know Targets have food in America? Really? Well, they have, like, yeah. everything in Targets. They're, They're f- like a supermarket. But It's, that... like, literally, like, Targets a supermarket in America. They have like everything in 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 like um in 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 those kinds of stores. That they have they sell like pretty much everything it seems. Yeah, they they don't sell like fresh food in like Target in Australia. No, no, but it, like in America, they sell like guns at Walmart. You know, like it's. Yeah, well, guns are based, so. <laughs> but. Yeah, and 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 <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna elaborate on that. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, I'm let's, just gonna say let's it move on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this, to yeah, discuss yeah, going through the sort of how like you know, it it seems to happen with young rich like people who get rich when they're young don't, or people like people who kids who grew up in wealth don't really act like normal people. If that makes sense, no. like, they, like, literally in the video that Natalie is discussing, you know, has various clips of GG acting like Walmart is an alien concept, and, like, this is completely brand new, and, like, oh, no, she's hitting her shin on the trolley, on the shopping <gasps> cart. She's oh, literally no. gonna have bruises, and it's dangerous. Like, like have you, have you ever, like done a trolley before done like, a trolley. that's not also i'll i've never had that problem here i don't i mean I've, i'm sure they're probably made differently but i've never been like oh man my shins keep hitting the back of this trolley oh no the horror but also hitting your shins is isn't very fun though i, I will admit it's very painful it's it, it is a very painful experience that i i hate whenever i like get my hit my shin on something because it stings i don't even know is it it just hurts. 
Yeah. I guess it's because it's like very close to the bone. There's not much like. It's like because it's basically like skin and then bone, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's kind of gross, but true. Yeah. Anyway, did you want to head into my favorite part of the whole essay? Of course. Number seven, Ruin is such a good segment. I mm. love it. It's got some really, really interesting um, sort of ideas and, mm. and philosophical concepts yeah. going. Well, she becomes a vampire at this point in the essay. Yeah, our queen Natalie Wynn becomes a <laughs> vampire. You were a very big fan, I can tell, of the whole vampire. I mean, I was a big fan of the aesthetic. I thought it was very oh, nice. I don't think she's had a single bad aesthetic in any of her no. videos. I mean, I think, like, th- not to say the others were bad, but it was, like, my favourite one. Ruin was probably the best aesthetic. Mm. Uh, or, like, the black and white uh, mm. blonde moment. Or that, the, also the black and white one was also pretty nice. Yeah, it just looks really good when you can, like do a, a black and white with like blonde hair or like hair that's meant to look blonde and like um have that contrast it looks really great yeah um yeah so yeah continue and so she continue this is a uh continue talking more about about there about you know sort of the about history of gothic horror in novels and uh, yeah. you know and I mean, like, the, the 19th century, like, you know, like, the 1800s and, like, you know, the late 19th century, like, the 1800s was, like, th- that was the century of revolutions, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was like, when, I mean, during the, um... There was, like, three French revolutions. Yeah. Uh, the American Revolution was in 1776, yeah. I believe. Was um, the, indu- the Industrial Revolution, was that, was that in the 1900s or was that the 1800s? Industrial Revolution would have been the 1900s. Well, both, really. Mm. I believe it was the 1800s. So that's... I think... It's not really a very... I mean, the like, the Industrial Revolution was one of the things... Between, like, seven... Yeah, so it was basically 1760 to around 1840. So the time period we're basically talking about... I mean, if you talk about that time period, like, the major, like, the revolutions I know about was, like, you know, 1776 was the American Revolution, mm-hmm. um, 1789 was the first French Revolution, uh, well, the, the main French Revolution that people talk about, then there was the French Revolution in 1841 and the French Revolution in 1871, mm, yeah. um, of which resulted in the Communist Manifesto being written. Uh, but essentially what you what you see is that you know there's some great art analysis here from natalie mm-hmm. when she goes um you know um you know vampire novels you know represented a dying world order and they basically turned public opinion against the nobility mm-hmm. um yeah which i don't know if you can tell kind of didn't exactly end well for them yeah i i assume yeah it's um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and you know as a result people moved out of victorian mansions and victorian mansions became this sort of horror thing right you know, yeah 
All right, hot. And Thanks. yeah, if you go to um, you know, overseas, you know, to yeah, European countries, there is a lot of your of Victorian era mansions and houses and stuff and buildings. And I, uh, a few a couple of years ago, like just before COVID hit, I went to Germany for a school trip and and we visited various um places. And there was lots of castles that we visited, and there was lots of, yeah, old mansions and everything. And you know, we had to be super careful because it was relatively old, so everything was you know fragile and stuff. And yeah, it's it's insane the amount of it in 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 European countries the number of mansions and stuff that no longer are just yeah haunt people consider to be haunted. And and I will say, they were very some of them were quite eerie. And a bit creepy at times in terms of like, um, yeah, like it's it's it had it yeah they had a certain aesthetic I guess as as was pointed in upon that and this like, like the aesthetic of it all yeah and it's it super is, interesting theoretically when you look at it it's you know obviously it's being caused by like you know the Great Depression when the Great Depression hit yeah um, and theoretically that is kind of like. You know, it's it kind of just says horror is, you know, a genre that is like you know, not exactly pro wealth. Yeah. And if you look at like a lot of the things, like a lot of the themes in horror, mm-hmm. a lot of the themes are like not exactly the most positive towards wealth. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. monsters, a lot of like you know, horror can be interpret it like horror that has a meaning not just like horror that's like completely trash and boring <laughs> but like if you look at horror that has like meaning like i don't know would you consider like um you know um don't hug me i'm scared um i i'm not too familiar with that i have heard of it but i i'm not like innately familiar with it well i mean that one had a very negative outlook on you know basically capitalism in a way if you mm. look at it from a certain perspective it was a very like yeah. anti-consumerist sort of thing uh, okay um and like but it's just a horror you know mm-hmm. and then you yeah. look at like there's like other ones you know like there's a lot of things where it's like very subtle but you know they, they're making comment yeah yeah um you don't often see like horror being like pro-rich people right like if there's a rich person mm. like a horror film they're probably gonna die uh yeah the house is haunted because they're rich and they live in a mansion so they're gonna die because the house is haunted yeah yeah which is a direct result as this sort of like these novels and stuff and like the, the past relating to like those sort of vibes right yeah yeah no i, I get what you're saying yeah. about that and yeah. ruined opulence becomes gothic yeah and, and as yeah as we and we continue this throughout this segment discussing the yeah the history of this and then yeah the, the decaying yeah all yeah. this and, and it creates a, a certain aesthetic that is yeah very common in in in, in horror and, and especially classic horror from you know like the 30s you know and the, the yeah nineteen twenties to forties when 
horror, like creature horror, like vampires and werewolves and mummies and all that sort of stuff. A lot of them, there was like, you know, creepy mansions that they would live in or that like, uh, like other characters would live in or would be haunted and, you know, this stuff. And And I mean, like, she goes on, Natalie, she goes and she, she talks about like, um, when the opulence of our age decays, will there be a new gothic aesthetic of ruined shopping malls? He says mm. it kind of already is, because, you know, there's yeah. literally shopping malls being abandoned. Yeah. Um, uh, talks about Dan Bell. Mm. Um, uh, you and I, a, yeah, a YouTuber. Yeah, urban Explorer. Uh, yes, that's, yeah, that's how he was described as, and it's, um interesting to and and this part i found very interesting as well of like this guy and he's going through all the the shopping malls and it just looks so weird like abandoned like it's it, it's just it's the whole thing with like new age horror right like yeah new age horror is really really playing into that sort of like subliminal spaces sort of thing yeah um, and like you can see, like, the aesthetic's already here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, the liminal spaces, sort of, like, a general sense of unease mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, traditional horror. Yeah. Like, it's starting to really, like, take take shape. Like, the new age horror is, like, there's something missing, but I can't place it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, nothing that dramatic really happens, but, like, it's still, it's a different type of horror, if you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, and, and something about the the way the shopping malls look abandoned, it it seems like yeah, you could create so much great horror and like tension from this because of you know the the it's empty and you know as as we see you know various clips and it's you know completely like decaying and and you know it's all falling apart and being demolish it yeah it's um it's certainly very um interesting i guess yeah and and how people sort of have the superstit have superstitions about things being about various things being haunted despite there being no real evidence that there is other than a bad thing occurred here at a point in time yeah, and I mean it's it's interesting as well the kind of things that become like you know have like a haunted vibe like mm. ruined shopping malls like shopping malls are a symbol of wealth right? Yeah, yeah, I, I'd go to at certain at a certain point they they definitely are yeah. I'll, I'll... At least this shopping mall was definitely a, a symbol yeah. of wealth, mm-hmm, yeah. and like it ends up when you've got that sort of situation when you're like. Yeah. This feels empty, and I think she says, like, you can almost feel the souls that were shopping here. Yeah. Um, sort of thing. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Which perhaps is suggesting that we could be heading towards a new sort of, like, 1760 to 1870 period, you know? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Which, you know, was a very revolutionary period, and, you know, with, with, with you know... Increasing wealth disparity, extreme social and political sort of um, dichotomies forming, ostracization forming, you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah. especially in the United States, it's very, very polarized at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. even seem like 
that unlikely or that unreasonable. To be yeah. fair, if, if there is a revolution in, in the USA, it will be a fascist revolution. Um, All right. I mean... No, yeah. I mean, like, the, like they have full-on fascist militias in America, so... That is true, they do, yeah. And what do they have, like, for socialists? Like, the socialist gun clubs? Uh, I can't really think of anything. Yeah, you've, you, you've stopped yeah, me all that one. Yeah, was, like, the socialist stuff. Like, the socialist gun clubs, bro. Mm, yeah. The... Yeah, it... Nah, I, I can't really argue with that, I guess. Um... And Trump's going back to office as well, probably, so. I mean, he's pretty much all but said, right? Like, he's I, hinted. I, I don't think he's gonna, like... I don't think... he'll. I reckon he'll just be like, well, I'm gonna die soon, so I may as well go out with a bang. Yeah, so... Anyway. Um, back to the, so, we're basically... At the end, like, yeah, so yeah, con- yeah continues talking about the... Um, these um uh fucking yeah the this aesthetic and, and there's everything sort of coming these moles are coming yeah being taken down and destroyed and then you know it's sort of and what does and, it mean i guess yeah, the, questioning the cumulative question but what does the crumbling wreckage of a jc penny really mean is like that's that's a that's a good question. Mm. And 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 she says this much like it's a question that will haunt me, you know, to, to the, the grave. grave. Yeah. And then, yeah, we that beautiful ending scene when she uh, walks down the stairs with that shadow behind her. In yeah. Light. Yeah. And you know, because and it sort of and ends up and finishes it all as the as this rich as this character she sort of been playing the entire time this rich um I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like like as this rich um like yeah because as we mentioned earlier she's been playing various characters throughout all this and then she's yeah finishes as this rich woman and then yeah walks down the stairs and and is talking and you know says that she will be yeah accepting her fate as being being guilty um and then that is the end of the essay uh and that wraps it all up um it's uh i i guess anything else you want to talk about that we didn't really go through as we're going through the essay uh no i think we were very in-depth yeah I think we went sometimes we went a little bit too in-depth <laughs> yeah um and there were a few bits where i i didn't um if i'm being honest i was at times i didn't quite um oh what's the word i'm looking for here like i didn't always necessarily get what you were saying sometimes i i i got most of what you were saying and I sort of got the points you were leading towards but uh it's 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 something that I I feel like I'm not as innately familiar with as you are so a lot of this I'm I'm sort of a a few bits I did kind of zone out a bit because I was kind of like a bit like that makes sense I mean like it's it's a a lot to take in as well like this is 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is something I do, like, and, like, focus on every day, right? Yeah, like, you, you, you stream. Yeah, I do stream politics. And, and you make videos about it, so you're a lot more familiar with this. So okay. if there were, there might be a few times where I say something that was not in any way related to what you said before, but um, but I, I, I tried to sort of, yeah, continue on with what you were saying. Um, yeah, I, I think we pretty much covered everything about the essay. I, I don't think there's anything we missed, right? I think we got it all, yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you? I mean, do you want to put a rating on it out of ten? Out of curious. I mean, I, you don't have to, of course. But I, I think mean, I, well. I think it was a very good discussion, so I'll give it an eight. The, the, the discussion or the essay? I meant. Oh, the essay. The I essay. Give it a ten. You give this it a is 10, like my yeah. favorite essay, except maybe, maybe Envy's better, but I don't know. Okay. Um. This discuss- I've only, I've only <laughs> listened to Envy. I've only listened to Envy. Um, I, I would put the, the video essay as an 8. It uh, is very well written, very well made, had a lot of very interesting points, helped. Um, I, I'm, I'm very open to hearing different discussions and, and learning new things, and I think I'll, I'll definitely be interested in checking out some of her other content to see, because I feel that I have certain perspective and perspectives and opinions on things but i think i'm I'm always willing to learn and be like oh well that or or have my worldview changed because i i'm very much like i'm open to hearing different opinions and different perspectives on things and i think um and so i'm always willing and i'm always willing to change my mind i know there's some people who are set in their ways and and don't want to change and i think that's a major problem and so i'm very much interested in seeing what else she has made. Um, yeah, is there any final things you want to say before we wrap up? Uh, no, thank you. Thank you for having me on. That's um, all good. It was great having you on. I'd, I'd love for you to come back for another one in the future. I would too, although we'll probably have to watch another video essay just because I don't, I don't know any movies. Or, actually, would you be interested in um, the new... Fresh Prince series, the drama take on the original one. Um, potentially, I'll have to watch it first, and I'll have to refamiliarize myself with the original show. I think seen the original, the... maybe like the original is important to watch for like I feel like, for like the um. I've seen I've seen the original show. It's a, it's oh, it's a really good show, but um, I, yeah, it's been years since I've watched it's. I've been I watched it like grade nine maybe so, which was which is only like a few years, but still like, I need to yeah, that's fair. It. Anyway, I have to go. Thank you. That's all good. Um, I just want to quickly wrap up. Uh, we can f- we check out Brad at Brad Action on YouTube and do you stream? You do stream on Twitch? Wait, or do you stream on Twitch? Is that also Brad Action? Oh, Twitter. Also Twitter. Also all Brad Action. Um, yeah. So thank you all for listening. Let's check out yeah Brad's various things. Check out all the previous episodes, uh, that I've done for this. Check out, uh, you know, social media's website you know, all that fun shit. Um, and yeah, thank you all for listening to this one, a very different style of episode, but I'm, this is definitely something I'd be willing to do more of and expanding beyond just films for topics to discuss on uh, this podcast. So yeah, thank you all for listening to this one and I will see all of you in the next one. Goodbye. <laughs>